Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Burkhardt. Welcome. I am so glad you're here today. Hey, listen, we're continuing on with our little series here on forgiveness. Uh, I've had several people actually reach out to me in the last day and and say how much that they've really appreciated. So I'm so excited for that because I've got a few more days planned with you. Um, So today we're talking about the three pillars of forgiveness. So this is really the the why kind of behind forgiveness, Um, not just to make you feel good, but to to really understand uh, principles about forgiveness. So I'm going to explain to you what each of those pillars are. Of course, I'm going to give you some great examples. And at the end, I'm going to introduce you uh, an activity that I often use with my coaching clients. So this is a pretty simple activity, but it really kind of dovetails along with the three R's that we were talking about yesterday, and then some of the other activities I'm getting ready to introduce you to. So this is a really important one, and when you truly understand this one, then you can begin to uh, actually use forgiveness as a sort of play. And I know that that sounds weird because you're like, okay, wait, Michelle, how can I use forgiveness as play? But I'm going to explain that. Okay. So you're, you will want to take notes for this one today. I guarantee. Enjoy. All right. So let's talk about forgiveness. We have been doing a little bit of a series here on the podcast on forgiveness. And uh, today is just another addition to that. So I just want to clarify here, though, that uh, many of the things that I've been talking about come from uh, my my mentor's book, Paul Martinelli. He did um, uh, an extra um, the missing chapters and analog to think and grow rich. So I would highly recommend that you get this book. So basically what Paul did was he said, you know, think and grow rich, which you, you guys, if you follow my work, you know, I'm a student of, um, and you definitely follow those principles and it can help you become rich. Right. And there's something missing. So if you don't have love, generosity, and forgiveness, you, you might be able to make a lot of money, but you're not going to have a rich life. Okay. So, uh, I love this book and also much of the forgiveness stuff that we're talking about not only comes from the think and grow rich book, but it comes from other sources too. I am heavily involved right now in a course in miracles. Um, another one right now that I'm reading is Marianne Williams, Marianne Williamson. Um, I got to look it up just to make sure I get the title right. The Law of Divine Compensation. And there's a lot about forgiveness in there. There's a ton about forgiveness, of course, in the Bible. Uh, if, if you're a, a faithful believer, or even if you're not, you can you can look that up. Um, and then, of course, just in, in other fields of study like psychotherapy, right? So forgiveness is definitely not a new term, and it's definitely not just a faith term. It's not just a religious thing, okay? Today, we're going to talk about what we call the three pillars of forgiveness. So the pillars are what uh, Paul talks about in his book, and I'm going to flesh those out for you a little bit using not just Paul's work, but some other um, authors and, and theologians and philosophers as well, okay? So pillars, if you think about the term pillars, so pillars hold something up, right? So 
these pillars of forgiveness. What in the world are these pillars holding up? Well, quite frankly, they're holding up a successful life. So when you uh, are attentive to these three pillars and you take care of them over time, you're going to have a successful life, whatever that definition definition is for you. Okay. So know these principles, okay, these pillars, practice them. That's really key is to practice them every single day. And we'll talk about that. Um, Also to play around with them. So play around with them, meaning, you know, this is play. This isn't supposed to be something that's so serious, right? And then experiment. So try things out. Um, I think when you become uh, kind of set in your ways, let's say with your thinking and you say this, there's only one way to do this, or I have to do it like this because this is what Michelle told me to you miss the spirit of what we're trying to do here. Okay. So I really want you to know these three pillars, but I want you to use them in a a playful kind of experimentation. Uh, just, just see what happens kind of way. Okay. Now, uh, many people, I, I don't know if I've said this to you or not, but many people think that forgiveness is more of a, a spiritual practice, right? And, and then it's more of a personal development tool. It is a spiritual practice, but it's also an intellectual, an emotional, and a physical practice as well. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. And I know I already told you about how it affects you in your professional life, okay? So this is a, um, a whole person philosophy, right? You, you can't be better at home and not be better at work and vice versa. So you can't be better in your personal life and not be better in your professional life as well. Okay, so I hope you have some pen and paper because you're going to want to take some notes for this. So again, we have three pillars. So you might want to label them one, two, and three. Uh, For each one, I'm going to tell you what it is, explain what it is, uh, and give you a couple tips, okay? All right, so the first one, the first pillar is recognize that you don't know the whole story. Okay. Recognize that you don't know the whole story. Now, oftentimes when we're trying to judge another person, we are judging based on what we see. Okay. Because, or what is most typical, we see something and then because our pat, our brains are pattern seeking devices, there might be holes in what we see. And so what do we do? We just make it up. <laughs> right? We might not know the whole story. And so in order to, uh, you know, make our brains happy, we just make it up. And then we judge that person based on not only what we saw, but also the rest of the story that we created. So just understanding that we don't know the whole story about what just happened can really be helpful, not just to us, but to to that other person. So um, I, I just have a quick question. Uh, in the last few months, so let's say since the pandemic started, stay at home order, you know, we've got all this stuff going on. In the last few months, have you learned anything new about yourself? Now, I, I'm going to make a maybe a huge leap in assumption here and, and think that, you know, if you are plugging into my work for some reason, I would hope that the answer to that is yes. 
Uh, if you listen to my daily podcast, like many of you do, hey, listen, you better learn something about yourself, right? So the point of that is, if you've learned something new about yourself, even in the last week, then guess what? You didn't know the whole story about yourself. So how can we possibly know the whole story about somebody else? Okay. So uh, one of the, the jobs that I've had and sometimes still do is working with teachers and children and behavior and even with parents too. So, uh, you know, one of the things that we look at is, okay, helping to, the teacher to understand what's happening uh, in this child. So for example, you know, if we were, anytime I go out to the grocery store, especially in the afternoon, and I see a young child who is having a temper tantrum, the first thing I normally think of, well, first of all, as a, a, a human and a past parent of that age, I usually say, yes, been there, done that. And then my next thought is, I, I hope everybody's okay. Is there anything I can do? Uh, and the next thing I think about is, huh, I wonder if this is a first-time parent. Do they know that maybe perhaps, you know, this time might not be great because it could be nap time. Now, if that's just a thought, again, my brain is filling that in, right? So I don't know if this time is this child's nap time or not. Um, but when I'm coming into a classroom and I'm observing what's going on and I'm trying to understand the behavior, I'm also trying to understand what's underneath the surface. So is there a physical reason for the behavior? Um, is there some sort of need or challenge that this child has um, endured, maybe in the home that is transferring over, right? The point is there's always a reason for the behavior. And if you only judge that child based on the behavior and don't do the background trying to understand you'll never know the whole story, okay? You, you are basically judging a, a person on your limited knowledge and understanding. And just think about that. It, would you like somebody to do that to you? You know, I, I remember distinctly when I was a, a mom and I had taken out my, my two-year-old and my newborn, um, and it really was one of the first times that we had gone out, just the three of us, and we were in the store, and I, you know, because I have a really great background in, in early childhood, I had done everything possible to make this a good trip. And as many of you parents know, you can do all the right things and still not get that result you want, right? And I remember both of the kids were crying at one time and I was kind of losing it a little bit. Um, and this older woman came over and, and she just said, oh, honey, I, I've been there. Um, how can I help you? And, and I said, I, I just need to, you know, take the newborn right now. And she said, just, just stand over here for a minute. And so she stood with my two-year-old and played some kind of finger puppet game with him. And I was just eternally grateful. And, you know, as I've reflected back on that, I think, you know, this woman didn't judge me because I had two kids that were going crazy. She, she stepped into that and she said, I don't know the whole story, but I know that I've been there. And if I can help, I will. Okay, but see, if you, you try to judge a person based on what limited knowledge you have, it doesn't necessarily get you to that next place of how can I help. Okay, so the first pillar is recognizing you don't know the whole story. And that applies definitely to children, but it applies to anybody. You don't know what's just happened in that person for them to react the way that they just did. Okay.
Now, sometimes with um, those uh, more special relationships, we have to maybe share with that other person after the fact what, what has just occurred. Um, so for example, the other night, uh, you know, my husband and I had this little interaction. Now he didn't understand. He was kind of coming into it a little bit late, but um, I, the TV was blaring. The kids were kind of arguing. One kid uh, was dealing with a, a small first aid issue. Uh, I was receiving a, an extremely important text from somebody um, and I was trying to, to fill out school paperwork. So all of this was happening at one time and I was trying to kind of sift through everything like what's most important right now? Um, and then, you know, he asked a question and I, I had a reaction. Now it was not the greatest reaction and I, you know, had to apologize, but I also had to explain, hey, listen, this was all the stuff that was happening. And it wasn't um, to explain in order to say, hey, I, I shouldn't have acted that way or, or whatever, which, you know, I could have I could have chosen to do something different. You're absolutely right. However, I really needed him to see I'm not mad at you. It's just there was all of this that was happening that you were unaware of. OK, so it's just as important for us to recognize that when we see somebody doing something that we don't think is appropriate, we don't know the whole story. Um, and we also want people to know that about us too, right? Okay, so the second pillar is um, learning to separate the being from the behavior. Learning to separate the being, so the action, or excuse me, the, the person from the behavior, okay? So belief drives behavior, okay? For any of you who have ever hung out with me and stick chick for any length of time, you understand belief drives behavior, okay? And we all don't have the same beliefs, do we? I think that that is apparent in this world. One of the great what things, the, a great example of this right now is going back to school options. So some of you out there who have, who have kiddos in school, you don't have an option. There are many reasons for that. You just, you just don't have an option, right? However, there are people out there who have options. So you can send your children full-time in person. You can send your children full-time online. Some schools have a hybrid option. So a couple days in, of the week at, in school and the rest online. Um, some are, are choosing to homeschool, so not even sending them to the public school, just taking care of that themselves. And guess what? I'm sure there's probably some other options that I don't even know about. But the point is, uh, we've got all of these options, and I, I'm loving seeing some of the memes on Facebook that are basically telling people, hey, listen, we're all trying to do the best we can. We don't know what's going on with somebody else. And so whatever option you choose, make sure you're not judging other people for choosing their option, you know? Uh, and so for us, I've, I've been very candid about this. We are uh, actually here in about five days, we're gonna be sending our kids full-time in person. That was an option our school chose. Um, there was a lot that went into that. Uh, again, the whole, you don't know the whole story, right? Unless somebody comes out and says, these are all the reasons, the pros and the cons of why we're doing this, right? But I, I'm anticipating that, you know, if I take those first day of school pictures and I put them out on the, the internet and, you know, there might be one or two people who kind of judge me for sending my kids um, just because that's the nature of the world that we live in. 
Now, you've got to separate the being from the behavior. Now, it's easy, I think, to say, okay, well, you know, it's after somebody gives you their opinion of what you should do, you know, then you can move on. But the one thing that I know is oftentimes somebody will see you say something or do something and all of a sudden they are judging you at your whole personhood. Okay, I'll give you a great example. Not too long ago, I posted something um, and quite frankly, I don't even remember what it was. Uh, and, you know, if you know me and my body of work, you know that I, you know, I tend to be more about uh, empowering all people, right? I don't care who you are. If you're working with me, I want you to be empowered. So I posted something that was much more about encouraging people and I had somebody reach out and they did not like what I said. And it was so bad that they actually eventually called me a racist. Now there was absolutely nothing racist about this, this thing that I posted. Um, but from her view, from her opinion, that's what she saw. So, you know, that's a, a great example of uh, not separating the being from the behavior. And, you know, eventually she, she unfriended me in the whole nine yards, which I, I'm actually fine with, you know, if she wants to do that, that's not the kind of energy I want to be a part of anyway. Um, but, you know, in this world where everybody has different opinions and beliefs, please don't judge people by the, the, opinions and beliefs that they have or the even by the behavior because have you ever been out and about in in town and just been frustrated and said or done something that maybe you didn't like yourself and do you want other people to judge you for that maybe in that moment you were you were having a moment and you don't want to be judged for that right don't judge others for that either okay uh, kind of like uh, if, if somebody cuts me off while I'm driving, you know, one of the things that, that I did to, to change um, this perception of people from the being and behavior part is I would say, okay, if somebody cut me off when I was driving, I would say, hmm, what if that was my client? And I put a little bit of a different spin on it. And I realized, ah, oh, if it was my client, I would have a little bit more understanding for them. And then the next leap was, okay, Michelle, well, what if you just pretend like everybody's your client, right? And, and so just playing around with that perception helped me, instead of judging the behavior, it turned the person in that car into a human being, okay? All right, learn to separate the being from the behavior. Okay, the third pillar is ask for help in removing your resentment, ask for help. So I'm not gonna spend a whole lot of time on this one, um, but who do you ask for help? So I think a key in this one is to make sure that you're asking somebody who is uh, at least the same level of awareness as you are, okay? So think about it in that way. Um, so if you have a friend who kind of, you know, loves drama and is sucked down into drama, um, you're asking for help to remove the resentment, not to make it worse. Okay. Um, so you could ask a friend, right? An objective party. Uh, you could also ask a therapist or a counselor. Okay. I'm a huge proponent that everybody really should have one, um, because it's great to just talk about it with somebody who, 
uh, is not your friend because sometimes your friend or even your family, um, they're on your side. And so they're always going to be on your side. Uh, my, my husband and I made a, a pact when we first got married that we would never tell our parents when we were in a fight because your parents are always going to do what? Be for you, right? And that's not fair. We're, we're not about sides here. We're about finding the right way for both of us. And then, um, uh, you know, you could, uh, prayer, prayer is a great thing. Prayer, meditation, um, seeking out a coach to say, I just need to talk through this. Help, help me, you know, ask me some questions to think through this. Also, I put down a mastermind group. So a group of people who are there to, to generally, um, support each other in your life, whether it be, you know, for a specific purpose, maybe growing your business, um, or just in general, bringing it to a group of people who are your trusted advisors and saying, okay, I got to talk through this for a minute. Okay. Asking for help, not just in, you know, I need a place to, to share this, but in removing the rest of that resentment. Okay. So we're going to talk a little bit more about strategies and tools that you can use to um, increase your forgiveness in the next few days. So I, I don't want to like front load you on this, but I really want you to understand the three pillars here. So again, recognizing you don't know the whole story, learning to separate the being from the behavior, and then asking for help in removing resentment. So there's one simple homework assignment that I often do with my clients when we're going through this one. Um, so for every single day, for at least a week, we do this activity, okay? So you might wanna put it on your calendar this week, this is what I'm practicing. So we write down three simple interactions. Now, I wanna clarify this because your interactions that you're gonna use on this one, simple is the key word here. So, you know, let's say somebody cut you off in traffic or somebody, you know, said something kind of wonky to you on the phone or it's, it's simple in that it's usually something small and it's not attached to uh, a special relationship. So for example, you know, you're not, you're not going to try to use an interaction with your, your dead parent from years ago. Okay. We're keeping it simple here, simple and small. So three interactions throughout the day. So maybe, you know, for me, there's so many times when I'm having an interaction with one of my kids and they say something and it kind of like, ugh, grabs me a little bit. Um, that would be a great interaction to write down. Okay. It's simple. And then what you do for each one of those interactions is you just write down whatever you can think of for each of the three pillars. So let's say the other day, uh, my, my 11 year old, you know, she, she just, I love her to death. And every now and then she'll say something like, um, I went and I got them donuts for breakfast one day. I just thought, oh, I just feel like I want to do something special for them, you know? So I went and I got them donuts. Well, she was upset because I didn't get her the kind of donut that she likes. Well, I didn't get it because the store didn't have it. Um, and so instead of looking at, oh my gosh, my mom brought, brought us donuts and it was totally unexpected. She went into this, I don't have what I need, right? And so she said some things that I didn't necessarily enjoy. Uh, and so I actually went right to my journal and I, I wrote down, here's the situation, here's what happened. And then I went through each one of those three pillars. So the first one, recognize you don't know the whole story. 
So first of all, I put down, you know, she doesn't know the whole story. And I wrote down all the things that happened that she didn't know about. So here she was making a judgment. She didn't know all of this. And then I said, okay, she doesn't know the whole story, but I don't know the whole story about what's going on with her either. And so I didn't know what the story was, but I wrote down some questions that I wanted to know. And I actually went back and I asked her and I said, hey, you know, what were you feeling when I brought the donuts in? And she said excitement, but she was thinking that her donut was going to be in there. So then she had disappointment. And so talking to her about it afterwards, I was like, okay, I got it. No wonder she reacted the way that she did. And then the second one, you know, separate the being from the behavior. So in my journal, I wrote down, okay, she's a lovely girl. She, she generally is very excited and happy. This was a moment. Something was happening. I don't know what was happening. Um, but this action for her isn't like representative of her as a whole person. And then the next thing I did was I just went right into my forgiveness statement. And we're going to talk about that here in a little bit. How do you create your own forgiveness statement? Um, but I really just wrote down, okay, you know, I, I forgive her. I release her. I, I move on. Um, and it took maybe, I don't know, maybe 15, 20 lines in my journal. I didn't write everything word for word, just kind of bullet pointed it out. But the point was that I played around with that interaction I felt so much better. I had a, a greater connection to her because I just went back and I asked her some questions about it. And I did have the opportunity to tell her, I'm so sorry, I wanted to get you that, but they didn't have it, right? So then she had this understanding, oh, you know, I didn't know something, my mom still loves me, right? And so it was not just an opportunity to forgive, but it was all, also an opportunity for both of us to understand each other a little bit better, okay? So every day for a week, you want to pick three small interactions and whatever your process is, I would highly recommend that you uh, do write it down because awareness tends to come from writing things down. There's, there's a, a metaphysical process that comes from writing things down, not typing, writing, okay? Uh, so, so write out your interactions and just play with those ideas. What, what do you think you need to know about the whole story? What don't you know? Um, you know, what about the being and behavior and then asking help to remove that resentment. Okay. Hey, I hope this has been helpful. I know it's a little bit longer today than we normally do, but I really wanted to share this with you. Um, go out there and practice and listen, uh, tomorrow we're going to work on creating your own forgiveness statement. Okay, so taking this up a little bit. Um, so understanding that once you know the three R's of forgiveness and once you have these three pillars down, now what do you do? Really taking it into that place of action. So get ready for that. I'm really excited about that. Um, if you need help with this, if you feel like, okay, Michelle, I just need, need a little help as I'm wrestling or struggling through this, please let me know. I would love to chat with you. Awesome. Hey, Thanks so much, and I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day, and we'll catch you next time. All right, bye-bye.